0: Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. You're not get bored by baseball. Okay, one thing the game needs is more people like you. You, you. You still have grown man run around
1: tight pants. It's Mookie Vets. Daniel Bard. Steve Aoki. There's Saltz
0: Lamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, is baseball Baseball isn't boring.
1: Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Bradford. Baseball can surprise us in so many ways, so many great ways. And we're being surprised on a daily basis as this year is unfolding. And the latest example, or one of the examples anyway, Josh Winkowski, pitcher for the Boston Red Sox. Winkowski is a guy who, when we entered the season, we said, okay, maybe he's starting depth. Okay, maybe he's a long guy. Who knows? He'll help at some point. but But really, is he going to be a late-inning guy? Is he going to be the... The guy that you lean on to save games at key times. Well, he certainly has become that guy. There's no question about it. This is a guy right now, as we sit here, who has thrown the most, second most innings of any reliever after Jake Bird of Colorado, the second most innings of any reliever in all of baseball. That's kind of crazy. It's 64 innings. In those 64 innings, he has a 2.81 ERA. Obviously, becoming a high-leverage guy, or has become a a high-leverage guy. And to top off everything, he just threw the hardest pitch of his life. So you've gone through this entire year throwing more innings as a reliever than you ever have, and you just threw the hardest pitch you ever have thrown, 99.4 miles per hour. Almost 100. Get to 100. Almost 100. You're almost there. Okay, well... Whether or not he gets to 100, it's still a great story. And also led to this uh, response from his teammate, Chris Murphy. Now, let me put this in context. Tyler Milliken had tweeted this out, not Tyler Milliken, had tweeted this out uh, before his Winkowski's latest appearance. So he said, Josh Winkowski, since the All-Star break, 12.1 innings pitched, 1.6 ERA, uh, 13.1 case per nine, 1.5 walks per nine, Zero home runs, you get the picture. And so Chris Murphy responds to that and said, powered by Cinnamon Toast Crunch and Red Bull. All right, so we had to get to the bottom of a couple things. We had to get to the bottom of, A, how he's throwing so hard at this time, what he's doing, and, B, how cereal enters the equation. Because let's be honest, you know, we we need to know. When the cereal's involved, we need to know. First thing – after I had a conversation with Winkowski, I talked to Murphy and just got his side of things on the tweet. So, why did you say that about Josh Winkowski and his cereal? Um, he told me why. <laughs> he told you why? Just because he, he gets up late and he has to eat cereal. That's pretty much why. He's also a little bit of a picky eater, and I think he just likes Cinnamon Toast Crunch that much. So, I mean, I don't blame him. It's good cereal. He just threw 99. Yeah, they did. That's where I can... some guys got it. <laughs> <laughs> some guys have it like that. <laughs> All right, so you got a, you got a taste, you got a sample, you got you got a, a little dab of explanation when it came to the cinnamon toast crunch. Uh, which, by the way, if he Winkowski isn't getting sponsored by them by the end of the week, we aren't trying. But. We want to get to the heart of this story, the the guy who's actually going through this, the guy who was actually throwing almost 100 miles an hour, the guy who's actually still eating cereal, uh, and that's Josh Winkowski. So here you go. Baseball isn't boring on the go. You want answers. We want answers. We're going to give them to you. Here you go. Josh Winkowski. Uh, so why are you throwing so hard? <laughs> uh,
0: I think it just... Took a little bit. I think when I first moved to the pen I'd done it a little bit in twenty twenty one in the fall league and had thrown a little bit harder. So I think even, you know, earlier in the year I was like happy with my VLO, but um, I kinda of was hoping that there was a little bit more in there and so kinda
1: going of well, along as the year's going on. I mean in all seriousness, this is a testament to you to be get to August and to be throwing you know harder than ever. So is it I mean other than me saying it it must be feel good have you take this to, to say hey this night approach this the right way i was able to do it the right way and now i'm throwing harder than ever in august
0: yeah i think um i've kind of always i've um, had a little bit more of a rubber arm and i think i've always um you know sometimes um usually i get like a little usually in one of the jays the june or july i kind of get like a little like velo dip or kind of just like uh don't feel as crisp and then after that i kind of usually recover pretty good and then um, feel ready ready to go the rest of the year. I've kind of always um, finished year strong VL-wise and whatnot. So I'm um, happy to see it coming around again this year and um, you know, I think work I did in the off season and then like some mechanical stuff, you know, it's always good to
1: know that you were doing some of the right things. Well so the only thing mechanical that I know you did was put your head over your hands over your head. So, um, but is there things that you, like you said, adjusted, not only in terms of mechanically delivering the baseball, but physically to get to this point?
0: Um, yeah, so the, the hands over the head thing kind of originated down at Fort Myers. Um, it was kind of something I would randomly mix in, anyways, even when I was, uh, hands were lower to kind of like feel rhythm and whatnot. I think sometimes last year I'd get very, like, one, two, three, four with my mechanics. Mm-hmm. Like, like, goes out one, arms come up two, you know, whatnot. It would feel very choppy, so the, the hands over the head kind of bring mm-hmm. a little rhythm and smoothness to the delivery. Um, and then there was a big focus this off season on, uh, like, heel connection. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year I'd kind of get on my toes a little bit early, and then a um, couple, like, there would be points where I'd be pitching and then, like, I wouldn't have any contact with the mound at all. I'd be, like, floating down <laughs> the mound. So it's, like, not very, not much of a, like, powerful position. So this year, kind of.
1: They just saw a video of it and they said, hey, you know you're floating on the mound.
0: Uh, it was kind of something I found on myself. Um, I had kind of already, like, felt it a little bit last year and then kind of just, I was trying to work out a little bit last year, but obviously it was more difficult in season um and then when i got through the offseason it was something i really targeted with you know doing stuff in the weight room and working with Jeff Dolan down at Fort Myers um, yeah, so just staying more connected on my heel, and I think I just my um, delivery has more tempo and rhythm overall.
1: You know, a big thing that I've talked to a lot of guys about this year, and it started with my conversations with the Tampa guys, honestly, it was, like, you know, finding the secret sauce for them, and they said throw the ball over the plate, get to strike one, understand that you can throw the ball over the plate, and it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, is there an element of that even more so for you this year because you know you have the stuff?
0: Um, yeah, I, def- I think at times last year I would try to, uh, you know, people kind of use the word nibble a little bit here and there. Um, you know, watching some of my stuff from last year, you know, I could get two quick outs and then give up kind of like a contact hit. You know, it wasn't anything too hard. And then, you know, I'd be like 3-0 or 3-1, you know. And I don't think it was like a conscious thought uh, last year. You know, I don't think it's, you know, give well, up. When, when
1: you go to the major leagues, that's where they tell, don't throw down the middle because the hitters can hit the good stuff. But yeah. sometimes they can't.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, the best hitters in the game only succeed three out of ten times, so, you know, even just playing the odds it's going to work out. But, yeah, I think this year I definitely, I don't know the exact, number. I think the walks are down this year for me. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and I think it's kind of been, you know, purposeful for
1: sure. What's the hardest pitch you've ever thrown?
0: I think it was the other day. It was like uh, 99.4. Really? Yeah.
1: That was the I, think that was
0: the, I think that was the official talking to Devin the next day. That was the official reading.
1: Uh, have you ever come close to that?
0: Uh, in the fall league, yeah, you I was in, day, like, three? the low uh, before this year. Like, it's in the fall league, so I didn't really, like, hold as much weight to it. Obviously, doing it kind of up here holds a little more weight. But, yeah, in the fall league, I was at, like, 99.3.
1: You realize for, what tattoo Bayo has, right?
0: Yeah, the 100. So yeah, well, he's got to start throwing 100 again if he's going to he, have to get it removed. Yeah. <laughs> It's, I
1: <laughs> you, you can get it. You can take his tattoo, right?
0: Uh, if, if I was gonna get it, I'd have to hit the actual true. I'd have to see a hundred points.
1: Ninety-nine-four is like, know, I don't want. You know, this is a danger, right? You never want to get too caught up into it. Get that close.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <is> pretty <laughs> close, but it is kind of a funny thing. Like I, you know, sometimes. Um, Bush always gets on me. Sometimes the times I try to like muscle up and throw harder, and it ends up going slower. So it doesn't right. have to like. It's like I kind of have to like stay. A golf swing. Yeah, yeah, I have to stay pretty effortless and relaxed with it. So. When
1: you threw a 99.4, did it feel 99.4? Uh, not really. Really? I didn't yeah. feel it at all. <laughs> all right, last question. What do you eat for breakfast? because, um, because we, okay, so if, if, you, the, want it, if you want if you want
0: the cereal thing comes from. Uh, typically, most Sunday day games, we have breakfast at the hotel, which I don't mind. But if the bus is at 9 o'clock, I'm getting up at 30 to 45 minutes before the bus, and I'm just getting on the bus. If you want to eat breakfast with the team, you have to get up at like 7.45, 7.30, get up, eat breakfast, and then be ready for the bus. So that's, I take the bus, get to the field, and then usually eat a bowl of cereal, and that's where... I hear all the comments coming from is usually day games, Sunday mornings, Saturdays, and occasional um, sometimes if a lunch is really bad, I'll have a bowl of cereal, so that's where a lot of those comments yeah, come yeah, from. Listen, just, you're, you're,
1: you're young. You can, you can lean on the cereal.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, remember, I remember being 20 and talking to 25-year-olds, and they said, oh, I'll catch up to you eventually, and here I'm at, I'm 25 now, and I don't feel it, so <laughs> we'll see when, you know, I know eventually it'll come, but, you know, take advantage of it while you can, and then, yeah, I also, like, uh, kind of a big sleeper, so like I said, a lot
1: of it just originates from
0: not wanting to
1: get up earlier on Sunday. All right, well, listen, you're throwing 96, 99.6 or 99.4, whatever it is, you're eating cereal. Things are going well for you. So. Yeah. All right, yeah. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate